Hi, I'm Zoe. And I'm Esme. And, and we're, we're too much. Ooh, good enough to get back to. Bad enough to bail again. Bit too much that you can't chew. But you're gonna tell your friends. I, I'm too much. I, I'm too much. I, I'm too much. Ha, you're too much. So today we're gonna talk um, about judgment and criticism. I recently listened to a podcast where they called the eighth deadly sin judgment. This was armchair expert, of course. <laughs> so really um, quoted so much. <laughs> truly derivative material is what we give you. <laughs> so we're gonna talk about lots of different things. Um, but first an update. So much to say. So much to say. Um, one thing that you guys have to look forward to, I'm literally going to spoil it, is we're going to make an episode where Esme and I, for as long as we can, talk about sports, like, earnestly. <laughs> yeah, it's a challenge. <laughs> um, I think Zoe will be better at it than me, because, like, I started, like, she started naming people... I didn't know anything. <laughs> I I truly know so little about sports, but I think we want to see like how long can we go, and it it can't be bullshitting. Like no, we have to, like say names, like say teams, yeah. like say facts about the sport, and <laughs> act genuinely interested. Yeah, and see how long can we go. It could be our shortest episode yet, or we maybe don't know. we'll surprise ourselves and be it'll be even longer than the boyfriend's episode. Yeah, thank you guys so much <laughs> for listening to all of that. It started. I want everyone to know it started at two hours and. 10 minutes so the fact that i got it to one hour and 30 minutes for you is a blessing and i want only gratitude from your <laughs> end everyone's like what <laughs> do we think we're a movie like <laughs> it's how we're treating the podcast so my update is that i um don't believe in love anymore guys uh <laughs> You know what? I have to stop myself because every podcast since the the male validation podcast where we had a live audience of men clapping, I have the urge every time you say something to clap. <laughs> I, I'm like, it's so annoying. I need to stop clapping. Yeah, so no I, clap. when you said I don't believe in love, I like got my hands up. To oh, clap. they were about to and clap. And I said, no, no, putting that boundary. No. Yeah, that's definitely a theme in both of our lives mm -hmm. right now. Yeah, and I feel like I haven't felt this sort of hopeless in love since freshly after the, uh, my heartbreak and I was on Zoom with my therapist crying and she was like, you are hopeless in love. And I was like, or not, hope, not like hope, no, you're hopeless. She was like, I'm hopelessly. <laughs> oh. oh my God, sorry, sorry, sorry. Every episode. My birth control alarm goes off. <laughs> Um, yes, but hopeless, like, in the, um, aspect of life called love, you mm -hmm. know? So, uh, hopeless meaning, like, I have no, sort just to, like, specify, like, I really can't foresee, um, finding a match, and I feel like a lot now- No crushes, like, you have, like, mm -hmm. no crushes that are real crushes. Yeah. No, exactly. It's just, like, then I felt like it was- my like hopelessness was a lot tied to like shame and like myself and now it's more just like I feel like I'm sure I have a lot to offer like I feel like it's really clear to me what I'm bringing to the table and I find like the like people I've encountered just really aren't recognizing that and I'm like oh okay then these people aren't for me and I'm like when am I gonna find someone who's gonna recognize this 
And I feel like I've waited. Uh, I do have this sort of, like, I don't know, like, uh, annoying kind of faith belief, too. I'm like, I feel like I've I've been really patient in, in like, waiting for love that I'm I'm kind of disappointed and, like, angry at the universe for not giving it to me, for not bringing it to me. Yeah, but I, I think you have to recognize, like you said, that, like, the the way you feel hopeless is so different from mm-hmm. the uh, initial heartbreak to now mm-hmm. that you do see your worth. You do see that yeah. you... I, I feel like still a part of you believes I am going to find this. Yeah, that's <laughs> And true. I think you have to be, like... You know what, like, sometimes you're, I I think, like, part of dating, and we always talk about this, is, like, this, I want to talk about this, is, like, I feel like I'm constantly on this wave of, like, extreme hope, and then someone disappoints me, and then extreme hope, and then someone disappoints me, and I, and I, I, you know that, like, uh, the, the song by Taylor Swift? Um, August, which yeah. she says when I was living for you the love hope August. of it all. Aww. When I was living for the hope of it all, like, <laughs> I, I, I relate to that sentence so much, and I, I love living for hope. Like I love those moments mm-hmm. where I'm so hopeful, and then obviously I'm gonna be, I'm going to be just dis- uh, some maybe one day I won't be disappointed. But so far in the last month, I just keep being like hopeful and disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like. I don't know. I think it's just like it's the wave. Yeah. And you and you and it sucks when you're in that moment of feeling like, oh, I really feel hopeless and not good. And like, I don't feel like anything's coming my way. And I can't even see how the it's like almost like you feel stagnant. Like you couldn't see how the energy could move or shift. But energy is constantly moving. Things are constantly shifting. Even if you feel stagnant, the world is turning. Yeah. And you're turning with it. And so I, I think it's just, like, knowing... And I've become... In the same way, like, I feel like my moods are so extremes, highs and lows, and my hopes are so highs and lows. And I, when I'm feeling in those lows, I just have to remind myself that, like, you know, I went through this last week. I was so hopeful, and then some guy disappointed me, and then I didn't care two days later, and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I found a new hope. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like all the time I'm like, I can't take being hopeful anymore, and, like... um I can't take believing that it's going to work out when it doesn't work out. And it's just, like, I I can say that. Like, I sort of intellectualize that in the way, like, I am tired of doing this. And somehow I always know or I always feel like I'm, I'm going to be hopeful tomorrow like I always am. Like, it's like... Oh. Because you're hopeful. Yeah. At the core, you're hopeful. Yeah, that's the kind of exciting part, but sad part. It's like I can't shake the hope, you know? <laughs> but I, I think that's, like, you know... I, I think one thing that both of our personalities have or both in our identities is we really value hope. Yeah. And, and, it's, and you know, like you're saying, like, I can't shake the hope. And it's yeah. true. And it's same, like, I think people, you know, I think both of our energies and we're, we are hopeful. Yeah. And it's like, you really cannot bring us down. Like, you'll bring <laughs> us down and we will cry in our beds and we will be in our most raw moments. And then the next day, we are hopeful. <laughs> and I think, like, I, I don't, I think we punish ourselves for being hopeful sometimes because you're like, oh, you know, like, you know, there's different personality types and there's different people that maybe wouldn't have put so much, yeah. so many eggs in one basket, maybe wouldn't have made so much meaning out of something that like didn't have that meaning. But it's like, if I could choose to live one way or the other, would I choose to just like be, be kind of pessimist? Yeah, like cynical and like, and just like hope something one day kind like not hope but just like one day something works out and I'm like okay I guess 
Or do I want to be someone who's always giving my all and like, and you know, and it's fun giving your all in the moments. It's really beautiful. Like I truly love, it's like when you're, you know, you think like the best moments, like the happiest moment I can remember is like right before falling in love. Like when you're not in love, but you're like the right before, because you are so hopeful and you're filled with hope. And I don't want to lose that hope, even if it means I'm constantly going to be living on this roller coaster. Yeah, that reminds me of people say, I, I don't know who says, but anticipation's the purest form of pleasure. Ooh. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Do I, you agree? <laughs> I, I, I think it's true. Yeah. I agree. I, I think, like, but at the same time, it's like, it's agony. <laughs> it, it's agony, but it's also, like, the times that you feel, like, so excited. And I don't know. And I, I, I you know, I, I'm, I'm in a similar point of, like, I just feel like, like, it, there's, I haven't been hopeful for so long. And I'm recently back in my hopeful era. And it's <laughs> really, <laughs> like, kind of exhausting. <laughs> and because, you know, you, you do feel like you're putting so many emotions everywhere all the time. And, mm-hmm. and it's just out in the world. And when your emotions are out in the world, people can hurt you. Yeah. And that's scary. But I also just think like... My therapist always is like, she's like, people like you are going to be really hurt by this world. <laughs> yeah, my therapist is so <laughs> and, and she's like, that's okay. <laughs> and it, but there's, but I, she also tells me like, you know, because we're sensitive, and mm-hmm. I know, I know that like I'm sensitive, and I think it comes with like, and you know, I don't actually believe that like being sensitive means that like we're stuck on things longer or whatever. Because I know people who are not sensitive, and they're stuck on something from years ago, and they won't process yeah. it. When I feel like both of us, when something bad happens or someone hurts us, mm-hmm. even if it's something minor. Yeah. We don't harbor... We're not like, oh, it wasn't a big deal anyways. Let's just bury it. And yeah. Like, let that build Like, up. lie to yourself. Yeah, lie to ourselves and then not let yourself feel anything. Like, like you said, like, you know how in the last podcast when you're talking to... Um, so Bella's boyfriend Noah you yeah. say you're you're like oh every time I call everyone my ex like even if like, <laughs> it's just like a hinge match and it didn't work out like that's my ex <laughs> I'm like there's some beauty in that in yeah. making even the smallest situations the smallest disappointments and being like oh, that, hurt me. that hurt me and really like committing to it like you yeah. know like currently I'm going through like a small like a small disappointment but I I feel like if I let myself just be disappointed today and feel that hurt Mm -hmm. it won't stick with me like I can let it go so much quicker yeah and I and I think we're both like we've both called each other like sobbing over like really small things yeah (laughs) Pisces season yeah Pisces season is not a good it's not a good energy everything feels like because Pisces are so wishy-washy like you can't trust Pisces. No, no mutable sign. No, Don't trust and, mutable. and they're they're so like all over the place, and I feel like it that energy's going on everyone. Like I don't trust anyone at the moment. Yeah, I trust myself, and that's it. And yeah, like, and like that's it. Like I don't even trust you. <laughs> yeah, good, good. Yeah, but Pisces season also makes the world feel so beautiful and dreamy. It, it is spring. Yeah, that's but that's the thing. I, I can feel it. And you know how you're like, you step outside and you suddenly feel hope right now? Yeah. Like, everyone, it's like, it's like we're waking up and we're like. Yeah. And I and I both like, 
love that about spring, but also hate it because everyone acts insane. Because it's just like the energy is like there. Everyone's has too much energy from being locked up for so many months. Yeah, and I can't handle all the changes in movement. And one astrology thought I have is, um, well, Scorpio season is supposed to be this season of like death, obviously rebirth, like new beginnings. But because Pisces season is the last phase of the year um and Aries season is the beginning of the astrological new year I feel like this is like the death card of seasons you know I do feel like a lot of things are like you know how I said like I I feel like in tarot readings I keep getting the judgment card Mm -hmm. I keep getting that and I feel like it's like telling me like oh you need to come to terms with things like there's things that need to come and like really shake you and make you realize changes you need to make and the power of pisces season also comes with like the high priestess and i misinterpreted the high priestess card for a long time until recently i found out that like the whole thing with the high priestess which is pisces is that um you see the beginning middle and end of every situation of everything but i didn't know it wasn't like i thought it was like intuitively you have the power to see the beginning middle and end of everything because pisces is all about intuition but really it's um it's like creating a vision of the beginning and middle and end so that it'll come to fruition. So it's all about like choosing the beginning, middle and end, not just knowing it in your heart. I We've also talked about this before, but that I feel like one thing that one issue I have with hope yeah. is that like, you know, you picture the whole scenario. Oh, oh yes. You yes, picture I how mean. everything can go and you picture like the fantasy, the best case. And and I and we both have this, this belief, belief. <laughs> <laughs> um, that means that we think if we've thought it, we've imagined the scenario, we've thought it, we've pictured it, it will never, never happen. Yeah. And um, and so it's like I always get so stressed out when I'm hopeful about like, for example, like a potential dating situation, because I picture every conversation, I mm-hmm. picture all the ways it could go wonderful, and I'm trying not to. Like I'm actively yeah. stopping myself. I'm like, you can't think about this. You think about bad things. Think of everything bad, whatever can happen. Yeah. And and still, it's like, and then I I always feel like I'm being proven right with that because it's like. Every time I'm like, and I'm yeah. like, oh, well, it didn't happen at all how I thought it was going to go. And I was disappointed in a way I was not expecting. <laughs> no, it's always a way you don't expect. Yeah. And it's just like, and I know it's like our brain just trying, to, like, we're trying to protect ourselves. Yeah. And like, but, and it probably, no, it's just like the, the cause that, like the probability of how many scenarios can happen after one little thing is like yeah. so many that of course it makes sense that probably you cannot imagine the specific scenario that actually happens. No. But it's like when I'm hopeful, I'm mad at myself too, because I'm like, stop thinking. Yeah. One trend I see with you and your like endeavors also is like, oh, you've seen a trend. Yeah. I see a trend. <laughs> I was thinking about it today is that you are really like sort of, um, convicted about knowing how it's going to end like seeing the future like knowing if it's going to work out or not in advance and like whenever if you're like if you haven't you you always sort of like call it because you call all the possible scenarios <laughs> so you always you're like i was right in this way but like you don't but i see when you <laughs> when you because i actually do you <laughs> notice that like in the last two like little moments where i've been upset about someone yeah it's true that like I have truly went through, I would tell you every ways it could be. Like, this could be my boyfriend if everything like this went that way. But also, I think he has a girlfriend and this is why. Yes. 
I no, would. exactly. But I feel like you punish yourself for not being able to predict the future, but you're not embarrassing for not being able to predict the future. Mm-hmm. You're not like a failure. You're not like, um, I don't know. You're not a loser for not being able to know the way it goes. Like that's how dating goes. Yeah. And I guess I, and hate- you're not naive for not knowing either because it's a, it's you're a, right. And okay. whenever I am just, I'm like, Oh, I was stupid. Like I should have <laughs> seen this. Like I should have yeah. not made this happen. And and I guess it's true. Like, I want to be able to tell the future. And part of me believes I can, which is so <laughs> weird. I, you're right. When, whenever the scenario happens, I'm like, well, I told you. This is exactly how it would end. And you're like, well, you said a lot of things. Um, but, like, yeah. I also, because I have this weird thing where I believe, like, for example, for tarot, like, if I'm going to do, like, if I'm like, oh, I'm about to go on a date and I do the tarot, I truly believe this tarot can predict everything that will happen at this date. I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and so when it's, like, bad, like, you know how, like, you do, you're, like, doing a tarot about someone and you, like, put it out and it's, you know, it's bad news. It's, like, <laughs> it's, like, disappointment. It's, like, lovers in reverse. Or, like, I always get, like, that, you know, um, I think it's, like, um, Knight of Cups reversed or something. Like, it's, yeah, he's not, not your knight in shining armor. Like, he's, he's actually like he's fooling you in a way so, you know um and so I always get like those and I I see it and I'm like maybe just talking about like the present moment I'm a little anxious like <laughs> <laughs> you're like it's fine but, but like it's not really talking about the scenario or whatever like I I always if it's bad I will always try to be like no like but that won't like that won't go and then and then it always ends up going the way the cards say and so I have this weird belief in my head that I can predict everything and I don't know if it's I it's so crazy like I I haven't really thought about it but in my head I think I can predict everything yeah like I think I have control over not control over the future but control to see it and to prepare for it and then I, so then when it goes badly or something and I am hurt, I'm like mad at myself because I'm like, well, you have, you knew, you knew yeah. all these things. But it's like, it's no. so weird. It's like, but it's also like, should you not do something just because it might end up badly? Like, that's no, also a whole exactly. other question. Like, I think. Yeah, even if 50% of the time it goes bad, 50% it goes good. Like, da- on the same episode, Dax was talking about like how, or they were talking about how at 35 people stop seeking surprise. And, like, statistically, it drops a lot. Really? Yeah. So, or, like, stop trying new menu items or whatever it is. And it's, like, people find their path that's comfortable for them. But the thing with surprise is usually it is 50% bad outcomes, 50% good outcomes. And, like, a lot of people determine after that time that it's just not worth the 50%. Bad. bad but it's also the bad has value too yeah like, it's not even just that oh risk reward like high risk uh, yeah. reward situation it's actually just that if i didn't what like if i was like if every time i like was sort of into a person or like had hope for someone and it worked out amazing and we got married i, I yeah. it would be very no, bore- boring. Boring. And, and I also, but one thing that I wonder, and I don't know because I'm not over 35, is if... <laughs> <laughs> All the over 35-year-olds. Yeah, I bet we have some. Is if um, you, you kind of feel ashamed maybe for still growing and learning because I feel like, uh, like, I don't know, 60 years ago at least, there was a belief that adults learn until they settled down and had a family and then they were done learning kind of not in Mm. a whole way but just that that was your time and it's not acceptable anymore to be facing all those bad outcomes and like having to deal with still making mistakes Mm -hmm. yeah 
I think I need to maybe work on this whole <laughs> predicting the future. <laughs> Um, maybe I, that is something I should actively address, uh, <laughs> that I do not have any ability to know the future. Or that you don't have to. And I don't ha- it's not my responsibility. Yeah. That's another card I get a lot, is, like, that holding everything. Oh. Like, all those sticks. All those sticks. <laughs> That's me. And it's true, even in Roman. Oh, I love that one. Even, <laughs> Where he's like, like holding all the sticks on his back, and it's, like, really heavy. I get it constantly. And, you're, and you, you can see it even, like, in romantic scenarios. I think I should control everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I should decide how nope. things go. Me too. One last thing before we move on to talking more about judgment is that I feel like my whole sort of preteen, like, date dating until basically, like, 14 until now has been spent, like, having my cup full watching a man drain it, <laughs> filling it up for two years, and then watching a man drain it, and then filling it up for two mm. years. And I feel like right now my cup's so full, and I'm so afraid I'm going to have to watch. And the free fall, while it's being drained, it feels so good. It feels so nice to have your cup drained. But just, like, I, I can feel, like, this is like the second time I've had to rebuild myself entirely. And I feel like some people don't have this experience or maybe they do. Everyone has this where like your whole sense of self is destroyed by the end of a relationship. Like I really felt like I had nothing, yeah, <laughs> nothing yeah. within me, nothing at all. And now I have so much within me and I'm just waiting for someone to take it all away. And that's mm. love, you know? Yeah. I think you need to work on that in therapy because... <laughs> I, cause you, I, I actually, I don't have that view. Like I, yeah. I feel like I, I do have that experience of like, I think my last relationship yeah. at the end of it, I did feel like I completely lost myself. I didn't have a sense of identity and like in this whole year has been me rebuilding and like now I feel good and yeah. I'm like, I am me, I yeah. know who I am. But I think like I have a, a different, like I'm like, I don't know. I have this weird, like good feeling that I'm like the next relationship I enter I know it will have to be someone who makes me feel even more like me, who, like, makes me feel like I want to be creative. Like, who adds to, I don't know, adds to my life in that way. And I feel like, I think you need to trust yourself and know that you will protect yourself and Mm -hmm. that, you know, you've learned I'm not a teenager anymore. You're not a teenager and you've learned from these past experiences. totally. And I think, you know, being hurt in a minor way, like, where you're in a a few situations like where you're like a, a guy makes you feel insecure and then you're like oh no like I think when you're in those moments where it's like the very beginnings of something and a guy makes you feel insecure or makes you start to doubt yourself then you get scared because you're like oh I put myself in this bad scenario where I ended up feeling bad and now it's over but like do I trust myself that if I'm in a scenario that goes on for longer will I mm-hmm. end it before it gets bad yeah <laughs> Yeah, no. But I think you need to be, like, to know that you're, you are an adult and yeah. you know things. And I don't think you, you're you not, like, you're not going to just, like, get into a relationship with whoever comes around and is like, Zoe. Zoe. Let's rock it. Let's do it. I feel like you know that what your values are. I'm sure you would protect yourself. And, mm-hmm. I, and also, but being heartbroken makes you feel like maybe, like, you're completely broken and lost your identity but it's a temporary feeling too. yeah it's not necessarily totally true no, that I had nothing not. left myself no yeah. I'm sure everyone around with you was like Zoe 
yeah, totally. You were like, I'm gone. I'm gone. Gone, girl. All right. First, I want to talk about the business of self-exposure. It's our business. Mm -hmm. And I had this one thought that we talked about recently. I don't want to kick it off with. So, like, the I, I find the hard part about podcasting especially because we put a lot of labor into it and it's voluntary and there's nothing I'd rather do but one part I feel like maybe I don't know I'm not always considering is like I love podcasting like more than anything but I also have like a job and school and those are like things I need to keep around but if I could just podcast instead of going to work and school I I, it's so crazy I me would, to think you know? what would we create like if we had all that time. <laughs> no, like, we imagine, have no time. Like imagine if like because like I know there are podcasters where it is their job and they get like sponsorships or they have patreons or whatever and they can sustain themselves with it. But I'm like I'm so curious of like what would this become if we could put all our time into it? It'd be I know. so cool. <laughs> no, and I've been fantasizing about it, so I've been looking for grants for us. I was like, oh, what if we could just find like a ten thousand dollar grant and then we could like work less in the summer and have like and like be paid basically to mm-hmm. do what we're doing through a grant and like we don't qualify for pretty much any grant at all um <laughs> but not because of what we're doing but because we haven't been doing it long enough most of the grants for things like this it, you have to be in the business for five years before five years yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> oh, okay and you know actually because me and zoe are doing a live show yeah no we're doing a live show on april 7th part of the giggle fest Ooh. um and we're really excited and it's yeah. actually the first time we're going to make money <laughs> from podcasting. So that was a really exciting moment. Yeah. Like, even though it's like obviously not a lot of money, but it's just like even just to make something from the podcast, it's like this is the first dollar yeah. for podcasting. And I truly believe we could, if yeah. we work hard enough, get to somewhere where we yeah, make money. Make money. No, and, and, and I, I think, think it's, it's both totally of our possible. goals. Because if we could make money and then spend more time on this that would be incredible yeah and we i think we will um but then when it comes to like criticism or something of the podcast it's like i'm it's not like this is my full-time job or anything so then when i complain about i feel like sometimes i want to complain about like the work i'm putting in the same way you complain about your normal job or your school assignments but then i can't complain about it because it's like voluntary yeah do you know what i mean and you know what else is that um I mean, I've always done this, like, uh, I think we're both not chill people. So even if, like, for example, things are really calm with work or it's, like, a break, like a school break and you're on (laughs) vacation, we'll, like, be – we'll put pressure on ourselves. Like, we put deadlines for the podcast. And it's kind of funny because it's us putting these (laughs) deadlines. Like, it's us deciding this. No other force is, like, you have to post on Thursday. But we're, like, we have to post on Thursday. No, we have to post on Thursday. (laughs) And it's kind of funny because it is, like, a stress that we've created. And that (laughs) is – and I I don't regret it. No, I'm glad. I, I, you know, like, I think it's good to have that structure and have that – and it's a stress I welcome into my life. But like you said, like, it's hard to complain and be like, oh, I have to get this done or whatever. Because Who like, says? You, you decided. <laughs> you did, did this. We're not going to get, like, listeners being like, where's the ep? Where's the episode? <laughs> no, exactly. And, like, I, we even beat ourselves up. Like, I couldn't, because my Wi-Fi wasn't strong enough. Like, I couldn't upload 
at uh, hot tip also if you didn't know i'm sure most of you do know we upload at 11 a.m on thursdays and then we post about it around four or five yeah so it's up it's up on thursdays if you want to listen yeah, if you want to be a real one. A real one? Real ones listen before we post about it. Usually we have, like, five listens before it's posted. Yeah. And then also with criticism of the podcast, which I don't feel when it comes to my writing, and I don't feel when it comes to a lot of other things, is, like, if there is ever criticism of the podcast, especially because we're so busy with other things, like, even sometimes I feel so ashamed, like, if the sound's off or if it wasn't like fast enough like we didn't make enough edits it was too long and I don't know whatever little thing that even people give feedback on which is like obviously we need that feedback but it like it's not coming from a critical place it's like I'm always angry and I'm like okay (laughs) just like how about you try releasing an episode every week (laughs) you let me know how that goes (laughs) and then we'll talk you know which is not fair and I really appreciate feedback but it is just like a sort of gut response to I don't know like feeling like the work a lot of the work that goes into podcasting is behind the scenes yeah and it's also hard starting something like a podcast like where an audience is necessary and and it's really vulnerable to think like I can build an audience I can get an audience yeah it's like we need that audience like it's not like a and and it it, because currently it is like you know, we don't have enough of an audience to be, to be, like... Sponsored. You know, you, you know like, it, it's us putting... I'm sure, like, there are some people who like the... Pop, but I, for now, it's, like, we have inklings that, like, it could be something that more people will listen to and want to listen to and be excited about. But it's mostly, like, just trying to get our friends and acquaintances to listen. Yeah. And, and it's hard to be... Like, sometimes I do get into that headspace where I'm, like, is it worth doing? Like, yeah. it's hard to be, like, so much I'm work. putting so much work. I'm putting, like... You know, we put so many hours every week into, like, even to meeting, doing this, yeah. recording... Then deciding the topics, deciding what we're going to talk about beforehand, yeah. editing. And so, exposing ourselves, and too. Expose, and then constantly thinking, okay, how do we promote this episode? How do we post mm-hmm. about it? Writing the, like, descript, like, all these little things. And, like, yeah, and like uh, and often, like, when we release an episode, if it's, like, me who's editing it, I will listen to it fully through, like, three times or two yeah. times. Because I get so anxious that there's, like, a little mistake or, like, something. Like, I get just... Mm-hmm. So it's, like, so many... On the day that we release and it's, like, me releasing instead of you, I will... I spend the whole day thinking about... Like, because I'm re-listening and whatever. Like, it becomes my whole day. Yeah. And it's, like... It's so much effort and again it's like we're doing this to ourselves we're deciding this and we want to but it's like sometimes your your faith wavers because you're like is anyone listening does anyone care (laughs) does anyone And and it is so dependent on an audience and it's so weird to do something that you're putting so much time in that's so dependent on other people yeah and it's so vulnerable too in the way when you watch like people you know from high school post reels or like try to be influencers kind of and i'm like are we trying to be influencers influencers? like i know it's humiliating it's like what we have to do so that our passion can be our life yeah (laughs) <laughs> but yeah and th- I feel like the factor the like emotional labor that we don't think of because obviously it's just like you know normal labor that you'd have for like any other job if you were like an editor of something whatever but it's also then the emotional labor of um your or, like inner world being up for discussion yeah and it's really 
and it because our podcast is so personal and it is kind of like a confessional format and it is based off our personalities and marketing yeah. those personalities and being like this is a personality worth listening to <laughs> do you like my personality and and then sometimes I'm like do I am I boring like yeah. am I really a personality that can be doing this like no even when we have 200 listeners I'm like I, I'm giving you me and only 200 people on here <laughs> like, I'm but, giving you everything but I think like you know us making, because, you know, before January, we were posting, but maybe once a month. Like, yeah. we even went, like, months and a half. We did like, without, six. Yeah, in, which isn't, and now time. we've done more episodes in 2023 than we've done in all of 2022. Yeah. Uh, which is really, like, I'm really proud of that. Like, Me I'm too. proud that we made that decision. We said, we're going to post every week, and then we did it. And yeah. we've just stayed consistently doing that, and I think part of, even though, like, obviously posting every week means that not every episode do you feel incredible about. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, we're posting and I'm insecure. Like, it's not, like, perfect episode. But if you're going to do something every week, it's not going to be perfect every time. Yeah. And I also have this belief that, like, in doing, you get better. Yeah. And so, oh, okay, this, in the end, I regretted from this. Like, how do we make that better? And also just, like, it is, I know, like, hearing, hearing criticism on the podcast is, like, a weird territory because there's like two parts of it of like actually criticizing it and like its format or like yeah like how quality it's, whatever, quality yeah. how it's done like all that but then because it is so tied to us and our own personal lives and what we're talking about is so us sometimes it can feel like <clears throat> people are criticizing just us being a person yeah totally. <laughs> and that's really scary like i yeah i can handle someone having judgments on the yeah. Or, but even not that, because because now I, both of us have made our identity so tied to the podcast. Like, mm -hmm. I'm like, what do I do? I do the podcast. Like, I'm yeah. passionate about the podcast. That it's like, I get this fear of like, what if the podcast isn't good? What if it will never be good? Like, you know, uh -huh. and it doesn't turn into something. Am I nothing? Am I nothing then? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's also something that I don't talk about, like, um, when I'm like, D like dating people I will never ever talk about the podcast maybe bring up something that was said or something but never talk about it as if it's a real um endeavor unless I'm being paid and I feel like that kind of comes from like um just like I don't know growing up and thinking that the only things that are valid are things that are paid and like I feel like um I don't know, like my family, even though I study creative writing, I don't know that they ever took my writing seriously until I made money from writing for the first time. And they're like, oh, you're a writer now. And it's just like, if you make money from it, that's who you are. And if you don't mm. make money from it, that's not who you are, which is like, obviously capitalism. Yeah. But, but it just, because if we're actually going from like, what do you make money on? It's like, <laughs> like at, at this age your jobs are not like reflective of like what you really could do yeah absolutely um and one thing about that since we wanted to move more into like personal like judgment of like who we are one thing I was thinking about a lot which ties into my I'm going to talk about like how I feel like perceived or judged kind of just with my personality in the world is I was listening to actually a couple of podcasts and um, one in particular, it's popular in this um, 
woman, I feel like because of what we do, I always have to disclose, it's not call her daddy. That's not what I'm talking about. But this woman, she's, she talks and she really cares about not hurting people's feelings and being really like um, agreeable and not always for her sake. Like sometimes she genuinely is just like, I don't want to hurt my listener's feelings. But when I'm listening, I'm annoyed that she's disclosing that she's trying to preserve their feelings. Like I'm like, I don't care. Like I, I don't oh, want. Like she's doing like an advice thing. And she, she's just talking about her opinions and is like, but don't be hurt. Whatever you like is your thing, and that's fine. And mm. you do you. And it's just like, oh my god, all I wanted to hear was your opinions. Like I yeah. don't need you to p- protect us all. And when I'm listening to podcasts, I, I want. I'm like fine to disagree or to hear something as long as someone's convicted in what they're saying because it can be so annoying to feel like you're being. I don't know, pander to or kind of like they want to be liked so bad. Yeah. Like I don't follow people because I, when they want to be liked so desperately. I also like, it's just you, like you said that people really just want honesty. Yeah. Like that, we're like, when, when someone is entertaining or we feel like, it's because we feel like they're revealing something to us and they're being honest and like. I feel like people can say really controversial things. And what they're ashamed of. Yeah. And people don't really care. Like, because all they want, like you said, is a genuineness. Yeah. But it's, like, the pro- times that it's, like, it becomes a problem is when, like, either, like, someone's becoming fake, so they're kind of boring. Yeah. they're trying to, like, they're trying to cater to everyone and everything, and that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially now that, like, you can choose what you consume so easily. Yeah. Like, you can get away of the people who are trying to cater to everyone. Yeah, well, I hate that, catering to everyone. You cannot. Not yeah. everyone's going to like this, so please stop trying. Yeah, <laughs> you know? and I try to remember that also, like, for us, that, like, not everyone's going to like us. Yeah. <laughs> and that's okay, because if, if everyone liked us that would be so much worse. <laughs> yeah, but that's how I feel, like, in real life, kind of. And that's why this was kind of moving into my thing of I'm not a people pleaser. I feel sometimes people are, are like, resentful of me for, for being free of that people pleasing or for being disagreeable or for, like, daring to be disliked. And that's not to say that I don't... Like, I want to make this part clear. Like, it's not like I don't spend, like, every other three weeks or whatever, I'll, like, be up at night thinking of all the bridges I burned or all the people who don't like me. It's, like, not being liked never feels good. It's never, it's not mm-hmm. like I like that people don't like me. It's just, like, the cost of molding myself or people-pleasing or being likable and making that a conscious choice every time I speak and every new interaction I have is just too big of a price for me to pay to be liked by most people like I but I also feel like because I think like if someone doesn't know you it comes off as if like you are this like <laughs> crazy like <laughs> you're saying well like you're like yeah. being rude or bad. but like you are a very pleasant person like you're, you're <laughs> yeah. very like you know actually quite like yeah I think agreeable. it's more like that people people will comment on the way that like I think you're, like, you will do things that other people think, like, oh, I can't do that in this scenario. So why are you doing that? Like, in my head, that's no, exactly. inappropriate. In that's a, exactly. Not, but it's not that you're actually, like, you were, you're still, like, you're polite to everyone. You're nice to everyone. It's yeah. more, like, that you do things that people think they're not allowed to do. Like, they've made that rule for themselves. And then 
you're not abiding by my rule and then people are like confused and then they're mad about it because they're like well I said I can't do that so why are you you allowed to do it exactly exactly when I talk disagreeable also because I oh my god I'm sorry this is all about Dax Dax I love you but he said he's disagreeable and Adam Grant said no you're not disagreeable by the measure that like they decide who's like he's obviously an agreeable person he's just like um like assertive confrontational and does not follow like all those those rules yeah so it's like I feel like when I'm talking about disagreeable I just mean in like um the boundaries that we've like all agreed upon and it doesn't affect other people like that's the crazy thing because I think people think disagreeable like you're like someone says something and you're like no I oh no no <laughs> no it's literally just that you're like oh I feel like doing this so I'm gonna do this and then it doesn't even affect other people but people again it's just like they're they're looking at their own shame and their own rules and then they get mad at you because of that like you know it's about themselves but you're really not even like pushing someone's boundaries yeah it's all within yourself and what you're doing one thing i i think this is good because it doesn't really apply to montreal people as much but my parents will talk about how every time they go my parents love that i pull dance they think it's awesome they've seen it they understand how it works but a lot of people imagine it um different <laughs> than how it is and people in my hometown will always come up to them in the grocery store and be like I saw Zoe was pole dancing and they're like yeah <laughs> and that's like how the conversation goes and I feel like especially in that context because this is so not a Montreal thing but there it's like because I'm breaking that societal rule they're angry they're like upset they want my parents to be upset too they mm. don't know why they're not upset they're just like yeah, they're like this. What? What? You're not or supposed I'm to. I'm not allowed to do that. So you're so. not allowed to do that. <laughs> and the and the, so that's why because I wanted to specify because otherwise it seems like because I feel like you're actually like a very you get along with most people. Yeah, like, you're a very like sociable person. I think it's just like that that you are you are more comfortable with doing things on your terms and people act crazy when yeah. <laughs> They're like, what? It would hurt me more to filter my life all the time. Because then you feel like something's wrong with me, like <laughs> that I have to filter myself. Yeah, all the time. So it's just like the cost of kind of not, you know, being friends with everyone is something I think I've accepted. You also just can't be friends with everyone. <laughs> like it doesn't work. I know, I and, know, totally. And I don't know. And I, I think it's interesting because I, I, I think I'm hyper anxious of trying to be like – Maybe I put too much effort into trying to be agreeable. Um, and very that, air sign of you. Yeah, I'm very Libra balanced. Yeah, I, totally. And, and it's something that, uh, uh, like, I've noticed is that difficult personalities always, people who hate a lot of people and are, like, difficult personalities will always like me. <laughs> and and it's like, and I don't even like that about myself because I'm like, oh, no, I'm so good at being, like, so neutral. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, easygoing with and adapt to whoever I'm yeah. talking to that I can make people that I don't even like very much like, like me. Yeah. And who are mean to most people. Yeah. And I've had that experience a lot where I'm like, around a person who's mean to most people and they're nice to me <laughs> and the yeah. only reason why is because I I know how to be so I and I and I think part of it is just like I've I've dealt with so much conflict that I know how to manage conflict. Like yeah. I know how to to sacrifice like 
I'm not like a conf I'm not a confrontational person. I'm not someone who is going to like make me the center and like my values the center. I just will do whatever will bring the most peace. Like I know how to create peace. Yeah. And I know how to manage those situations, but that comes at the cost of like like you said, like, do I want to be liked by this person who I don't even think is really a nice person? Like, yeah. If they're being mean to most people, I don't want to be, like, the one person they're nice to. It always feels really weird because I'm, like... But it also feels good because I I see, like, Isabella's kind of the same in that way. And she, like, she like feels weird about it, too, obviously. Because you're like, fuck, I'm attracting some odd people. Yes! <laughs> But she also likes it when especially, yeah, super, like, dis- actually disagreeable people, like, will will be like, oh, but I only like Esme, but I only like Isabella. Yeah. It's, it's like, a weird... I've heard that so much in... Yeah. Bella. Like, and it's, it, and it's, and it's, I know it's just, like, part of being, like, a peacemaker, kind of. And I, I part of it I like because I do think, like, I think, like, when I enter, like, it, it's a a skill of mine is when I'm with someone I can make them feel heard no matter who they are and what mm-hmm. they're doing or yeah. even if I disagree with how they're living yeah you're life, so interested I still will make them feel heard and like they're valid yeah <laughs> and I know how to do that yeah and so I think like and and I, I want to make that because I, I do think everyone deserves to feel heard even yeah. if they're not like the best person and so yeah people- but at the same time it's just like I think with, as a teenager, I didn't have boundaries. Like, I would just let anyone talk to me all the time and be, like, a comforter for people I didn't even know very well and, like, take on that role. And as I've, it got, like, gotten so tired of doing that, like, I've now, I'm more like, okay, I cannot be friends with everyone. Yeah. (laughs) I will only be close to people I truly like. (laughs) I have two thoughts about this. Yes. (laughs) One is, like, it's funny, I have the opposite experience. Like, my therapist and I always work on having less boundaries. Like, I need... Well, not in the way that I speak to people. <laughs> in my own personal oh. boundary. Like, letting my... Letting people in. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, yeah, but also, like, safety boundaries. This is kind of unimportant. But one thing. I know a guy at work who's, like, just like you exactly. And this... We had this one situation with someone who... I don't know if maybe they weren't... The best, there were some problems or whatever. And he really gravitated towards, of course, the co-worker like you. Yes. And that really put him in the crossfire of yeah. a lot of scary things. Yes. Yeah. And, and it really, I'm one of those people that, like, I'll tell a story. Like, I also am someone that strangers always come up to. I'm always involved in a weird <laughs> stranger story. And it's, yeah, like, and it's like, the are. weirdest story. And I don't know how I got involved. And people say the weirdest things to me. <laughs> And I'm just there. I've like, seen it once. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm just like, how did I get myself in this scenario? And I, I like tell people these things, and 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 I'm like, this is something only that would only happen to me. <laughs> like I don't know why I attract this kind of energy into my life, and I and I know it's like I just seem open mm-hmm. and non-judgmental, and so it will attract both good and bad. Yes, <laughs> yes. This man's also a Libra. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to work on, yeah, no. I think I've gotten better at boundaries. And yeah, I have a quote about boundaries. I just did a workshop on boundaries. Um, I also have notes about boundaries from this workshop. But anyways, but this is by um, Prentice Hempfield. Hempfield? Mm. <laughs> Hempfield? <laughs> I don't know. Boundaries are the distance at which I can love you and me simultaneously. Oh, that is sweet. And one thing that I, I find 
like people pleasers are hurt by a law which everyone's hurt by obviously is that when you set a boundary often it's like especially if you set one late i feel like people have people pleasers have the toughest time setting a boundary after you've known someone you know after you let them yeah to be like never mind this isn't okay but i i my um dad always talks about how when i'm in really anxious moments because i say yes to everything like i say yes to everything Mm. i will never say no (laughs) and i will let everything in and then eventually it doesn't work out because you can't say yes to everything you can't do everything you can't let everyone you have to set boundaries you actually need boundaries for yourself (laughs) and your time get to the point that you're like burnt out and feeling bad but because of that like I constantly feel like I'm disappointing everyone in my life. Like when I'm feeling really bad mentally or I'm are really anxious, the main thing that comes in my head is how am I disappointing someone right now? You know, that's one thing we talked about in the workshop too is you never have to feel guilty and you need to forgive yourself for the times, not even that you set a boundary late, but that you didn't even set a boundary. Like, l- let's say you really wanted to set a boundary and you didn't and it led to a breakdown or something. You, you're going to beat yourself up even more. I should have said no. Yeah. I should have. I could have like, prevented this. Why didn't I prevent it? Exactly. Yeah. But the thing with like being alive is that you don't not everyone no one sets boundaries perfectly so it's like we're all gonna have times when we wanted to set a boundary and and we didn't and we can forgive ourselves and learn and start start setting boundaries in places that are lower stakes too one thing about boundaries often is that it'll the other person might be resentful the other person might be disappointed but What's important to remember is that, like, that disappointment and that resentment isn't yours, even if they try to make it yours. Yeah. Even some yeah. people don't know that. And when they're disappointed by a boundary, so personal. they'll put it, they'll let you know I'm resentful or disappointed. And it's like, you, you can't even, like, I, I don't know. I don't even give that the time of day like I I just know it's not mine to carry and I was valid in that boundary and Mm. I can some groundbreaking stuff I'm really like (laughs) oh it's not yours I guess like yeah it feels like because I'm like oh every person I disappoint like it's just like this looming cloud over me of like I am just someone who disappoints I disappoints people and that's all I'm ever gonna do that's all I know how to do like I that's like the story I tell myself I'm like yeah oh like I'm going to disappoint people because, like, I didn't do the podcast very well or I didn't put enough time. Like, you know, like, I'm disappointing people or, like, or, like, I feel like also when you spread yourself so thin, like, and you don't set boundaries, you are kind of just not doing your best in anything. You're betraying yourself. And you feel just so upset with yourself because you're like, why can't, like, I don't know. I, I think, like, I, the way I live my life, like, I know, like, I can get away with doing things really last minute or constantly being disorganized or doing, like, and that's how I functioned. And I know I can do it and get by just okay. But it's, like, what if I truly set boundaries and put... Because it's, like, I spread myself so thin, I'm doing this, this, this. But what if, like, for example, like, with the podcast, like, what if this truly was, like, we put our all into the podcast? Like, how what would it look like if it was all yeah. my energy in one place instead of like everywhere mm-hmm. and obviously we can't do that but yeah. i just mean like i feel that even with like school or whatever like i'm just like disappointed i'm just disappointing because i know i could be better if i put like i decided 
I'm not going to do this and I'm going to focus on this. Mm-hmm. But instead I want to do everything. And it, I don't know. It's just, it sucks being like, I do feel like a disappointment all the time or yeah. I'm disappointing people. Yeah. And because when you have loose boundaries, you're like constantly dealing with betraying that. yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard to the balance of like, um, wanting to be someone in a society who like shares their things or shares their time or it is does all those things and also has boundaries you know yeah because I don't want to lose being who I am like yeah. I don't want to lose being someone who's more of a yes person I don't want to lose being someone who's like yeah. open like I, I don't want to lose that yeah and the fact that you're not judgmental towards even the worst people is like really an amazing trait and I feel like that kind of leads into the eighth deadly sin of judgment in that like when I pick friends or when I look for people to add into my life I want someone who's vulnerable and someone who's not judgmental Mm, yeah and I feel like you totally like embody both those things to the max like those (laughs) are your two like strongest traits I think yeah yeah I don't know and I don't even it's true that like it's really hard for me like even the person who's, like, wronged me the most in my life and has caused me the most pain, like, I, to this day, like, I will still find ways to... I think it's also, like, when someone does something bad to me or I I, be, I will just intellectualize it and be and try to analyze why did he do this? I, I used a he pronoun. A he pronoun. Uh, they. <laughs> I used a um, he pronoun. Like... And you can, you can kind of analyze it and be like, okay, so this happened in his childhood. This happened, this happened, this happened. Like, I truly, I, every time, like, I feel like I can really, the, my brain just automatically goes to explain their behavior. Yeah. And even though, like, and I'm told, like, Rebecca always tells me this, like, she's just like, you know, like, just because, like, you understand why he's saying this or he, you understand why he's doing this doesn't mean that, like, it's okay. You need to be like okay with it, like or forget, or, or feel like bad for him, like you know, like you know. There's so it's same for me. Like if you look at my behavior and you like take every little thing that happened to me and like, I don't know. It's like, but I still have responsibilities. I yeah. still need to be a nice person. You know. Oh, no, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. And that's like, and it, and I, and I think it's just like I don't have this. I think I've always found a lot of ease in a gray zone. Like, I don't believe in this, like, bad and good and moral righteousness or what I think there's just, like, a lot of people who are hurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's kind of the energy. But it is, it is, I don't know, it, it is hard yeah. <laughs> to be. Yeah, do you want I don't feel anger. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I talk about this, like, I don't feel angry like I very rarely feel anger I don't know about you like I I didn't feel anger for a long often I didn't feel anger for a long time until I started going to therapy regularly and we worked on feeling anger okay and my therapist was like the only it's not fun to feel anger either it's like it's different than I always like liken my anger awakening to how like sometimes men will learn to cry you know how it yeah it's but like, it's true it's it's women repress anger you know exactly it's the same but it, it doesn't like I don't know feel good but she the only reason I feel like it's important and she says it's important is because it can actually like um harboring anger affects your like physical health like your immune system and like a lot of like autoimmune diseases later in life are linked to harboring anger oh 
But I'm like, is there all this anger secretly inside me that I'm not even aware of? But you don't, that's the thing, you don't feel it. It's not like when men aren't crying, it's not like it's there and they're like holding it back. It's like, it's not even a place they can tap into. Yeah. You know? And how did you, like, what was the first thing you felt angry about? Like, do you remember? Um, yeah, maybe. I feel like it was like near... Uh, like my anger started kind of around when we started the podcast a little like um but I yeah I don't remember exactly what but I just remember like starting to to like feel it feels like you start to like feel things again and like opening up to people like I feel like once I decided that it was okay to be like dependent on like my relationships with my roommates and like being dependent on someone in that kind of like familial way was like okay and like it's okay to need someone and even if they disappoint you and even if they like leave your life like it's okay to put all to be like no I depend on you and I need you and I'm not hyper independent anymore that's when I feel like I was able to feel like anger maybe like towards them for the first time because I had invested so much and you feel safe to be angry yeah no exactly like you're like okay I'm gonna be angry at you but you're not gonna abandon me yeah no definitely (laughs) yeah I don't yeah I I I think it's like I'm used to feeling sad I'm used to feeling like disappointed I'm used to feeling like those feelings towards people when they like do something towards me that I don't like but I don't I don't know how to feel anger. Like, I, I truly could not tell. It's funny because I kept doing this thing on my Instagram story being, like, I'm mad at all of you. Like, well, yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> I, I will write it to you in text. Like, I'm mad, but I'm not. Like, I, <laughs> I'm I mad. I don't know how to feel no, it. No, yeah. Like, I truly, I, I don't think, like, I can't name one moment where I was, like, genuinely mad at someone. Like, yeah. I'm always just, like, hurt. But I'm not mad. Yeah, I also feel like since I started feeling anger, I get this weird feeling in my body, which is new. If I'm, like, angry at... It, it usually only happens if it's, like, romantic heart and you're, like, angry. I'll start to feel, like, this wave of, like... It feels, like, electrical through my body. And wow. it's really uncomfortable. It's not nice. It's, it's only like, when hot? I'm, like... It's not even hot. It feels, like, like, like really, like, like, shaky. Kind of, like, throughout my whole... And you're mad. And I'm... Like, I want to rip someone's face off. Like, I'm so angry. Like, I want to feel that. (laughs) I don't know. Like, it's just, like... It's, like, I didn't even realize that's not an emotion I'm familiar with. But it isn't. Yeah. Like, when you're describing that, I have never felt that. And I don't know. It's just, like... How do you... It feels unhealthy. I know, but it... But your therapist is like, you need to feel it. (laughs) Yeah, yes. I'm like, I'm so curious of, like, if I do work on that, on trying to welcome anger into my life, like, who am I going to be angry (laughs) at? Like, I'm scared. I want to hear about, um, feel... The way sometimes you feel judged in your emotions. Yeah. I I feel like, um... (laughs) I guess this goes with my, uh, being very okay with hearing whatever and uh like I think like critic I take criticism very well uh like I I don't know like especially like so far like what I've heard criticism about the podcast usually I'm like kind of ha- excited to hear because I'm like okay someone cares wait or it's more like I'm like I'm like uh like I when I hear criticism about the podcast it's like I'm just motivated to make it better like yeah. I 
I think like with a, a, a long-term project, it's like if it were really good right away, like perfect, like then why would we be doing it? No, exactly. Like I like that there's so much, so many things I want to explore and so many ways I want to improve and that I'm going to learn how and I want to do that. Like I, I want it to consistently get better and yeah. be worked on. And so when I hear criticism or like, I'm like, okay, I actually, or if someone's like, you know, like, it's hard to listen if it's so long or whatever. And I'm like, okay, Okay. like, I have to keep that in mind. Or, like, what episodes do people find it more entertaining or whatever? No, totally. But there there was, like, a night, like, um, like, uh, last week, and I was with, like, a a bunch of, like, closer friends and stuff, and, and, like, the topic of the podcast came up and it was like more in a jokey manner but I guess I did take it personally like because everyone was like oh it's just hard to because it's like you're already in our lives so it's hard to like listen and hear you again like you're too like it it literally felt like people were telling me like it's too much of me (laughs) um and and I guess I felt insecure because I guess it's like it's like being told I don't know. It just made me feel like, oh, why am I doing... Like, do people not want to hear me? Yeah. Not even my like, friends. why? Yeah. I, but I feel like my friend, my closest friends are, like, some of the worst listeners. Like. I guess, like, that's what I've realized. <laughs> because... And I and I get their point that it's, like, uh, most of what's being discussed. Like They this, know. They know. They've heard <laughs> me. Because it's usually about things that we've been ruminating on. It's a theme in our lives at the moment. We're talking about it all the time. And so Rebecca's like, oh, whenever I listen, like, I know... I've had this conversation with you just in a different way or or they're like they're they're like oh it's like hearing a conversation I had with you and then getting Zoe's perspective. <laughs> like, they're like, <laughs> and like that's so how they describe the 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 and I and I know and it's true because it's I I I'm if I'm talking about something I've been talking about it and it is and if you know me you would know this. So I but I think it like felt like oh, no, like, not even my friends can <laughs> Like, who am I doing yeah. this for? But you're right that I think it's true that... Those aren't our... Those aren't the core, like... Audience. I'm sure, like, my close friends do uh, tend to listen or, like, try to be supportive on all that, like, I... And I know, but it did, it did make me feel like, oh, like, oh, I'm that annoying girl who, like, is talking too much, and then I also record it, and you have to listen to it, and, like... I'm forcing myself onto people and they don't even want me like I'm smothering them mm-hmm. and I am too much and yeah. I just I keep going in the creaks and cracks of their lives and trying to engulf it more and more and like why am I doing that? Yeah, yeah. Um I yeah. I don't know. It so it makes it makes me feel bad and like that was a moment where I felt insecure about the podcast like it was something I heard about the podcast where it felt because I guess it felt personal I didn't feel like oh the audio quality is kind of bad or it's too long or you need to find more structure or like what this guest worked this one didn't you know like those are more like don't feel as personal and they feel easily improved but it's like I can't change my personality yeah I am me (laughs) yeah um I can't change how I come off and so that's hard if people like actually just don't want us like yeah. they don't want to hear us and that's like a harder no totally. a harder thing to like come to terms with and then yes like I would you were mentioning the emotion thing like e- e- even though I think I'm good at getting criticism like intellectually I guess I I think I'm bad at taking judgments that are about me and my emotions like that's where I'm the most like hurt <gasps> yeah is when people think they they perceive me as like too emotional 
or they judge me like as if like what I'm feeling is wrong. Yeah, and how I'm feeling it is wrong. Like I remember when we released the uh, the our ex's funeral episode, and people it, were like, "Move on," and people were like, the, "Move some, on." Some people literally. I got that vibe from everyone in my life. <laughs> everyone was like. Yeah, there was that vibe of, like, people just, like, judging us still. Even though the whole point of the episode was that we're, like, saying we're stopping talking about... (laughs) For you guys. We're stopping talking about our exes because, like, clearly, like... You don't like it. It's indulgent. Like, at this point, like, you know, it's not productive. Like, it's not actually truly what's happening in our lives or how we're feeling. And we maybe need to let it go and stuff. But then people, like, took that time to be, like... Well, one person, like, told Zoe and was just, like, oh, like, you know... Yeah. Like I think one person asked you if I, I'm if I'm in therapy <laughs> based off that Classic. episode, like being like, oh, she's really not over. Like she needs to get over it. Like it's been taken. And I think I got really concerned around that time. Like this is back in January, where you know how there's like a a certain amount of months where you're supposed to grieve, Six. and then after that you're so it's like considered like yeah clinical. Like you know it's something you could be diagnosed with. And so then it's like once you get past the point of like oh yeah long-term grief i heard about this grief yeah yeah like prolonged grief as if grief is supposed to has a timeline yeah no that's true it's a year year. and timeline stressed me out so it's like i think in january when i was like we had just released that episode and i i was like feeling good about it i was like okay yeah like i've just like i'm trying to make active changes to like move on fully and completely because i think i'm ready for that and then hearing people be like she's crazy for still being hung up on that or whatever then made me feel insane and it also made me doubt like i think in that because i was your feelings if they're valid well it's like i was like the thought process was like oh if these random guys or like they're usually men think that like i am uh like being irrational or crazy for still like feeling this way still talking about it then like my ex must think like i'm oh yeah like he must and uh, you know i don't really care what these random strangers think of me like that value doesn't but it would hurt so much to think like he thinks i'm crazy and he because it's like even though it's like it's over and like i still want him to have a good opinion like i i don't want him to think i'm crazy yeah um but i feel like that's our difference in like the way obviously i feel bad when i burn bridges or something but i'm pretty sure my ex thinks i'm crazy and i'm really happy about that because i probably won't ever have to see him again when he graduates you know like i probably won't ever see him again in this life you know so i'm like yeah you couldn't understand when i wanted to say happy birthday to my ex because you were like i don't know what you get out of this like i (laughs) Like, and I, I, and I, and I think a lot of people didn't understand it, but it's like, to me, it's like, it's not, cause I don't think he'll be in my life at the moment. Like I think I want him, but I was like, I really want to be on friendly terms with him. Like I yeah. want us to be like, okay, we had that, whatever it's over. And now I still respect you as a person. You still respect me as a person and we can do this. We can be happy for one another. Yeah. And like, to me, that's so important that like, we don't have this ill will to one another, like, that he sees me, like, yeah. as I am, and I see him as I as he is, and that, because we did, I, I did care so much about him, and, and all yeah. that, and so, I think it's, like, to me, it's, like, I couldn't handle that, this idea of, like, if he thinks, if he's mad at me, or he thinks I'm crazy, like, 
that would hurt me so I think much. it also is reflective of in the relationship, though, because I'm saying, like, uh, my ex thinks I'm crazy, whatever. But also... I also don't think he Yeah. Uh, well, but. he's, like, the only person, like, or he never made me feel, like, too much. But I feel like a lot of your relationship was, like, worrying about being too much. I felt like only when I didn't have him did I start to feel, like, too much for everyone and everything. It's, like, yeah. I always trust that, like, even though he thinks I'm crazy, like... I was still crazy then. He liked it then. Like, he, it's not like he, st- like he still respects me just as much as then because yeah. I've always been this crazy, you know? I, I don't know. I think it's like, um, I don't think I felt like he thought I was too much. Like, I think he, like, I, I generally, I don't feel that way. I do think he saw me, like, as I was. Like, yeah. I, I, I think it, not that we're going to now wait, start wait. talking about our exes. <laughs> Okay. But to like wrap it up, I think it's just like, you know, when a relationship happens and it was still like had all this good and all these good moments, even if there were just like hurt and pain and bad moments as well. And it had to end. I, I, I always didn't want to value a relationship by how long it lasted and it having to end ruining its value yeah. and ruining its worth. And so it's, like, I still, in my head, I want to always be, like, grateful for him and yeah. be, like, I'm grateful for what we had. And that yeah. was really great that you were, like, my first love. And we had this. And even though it was filled with some bad moments as well, like, I'm really grateful. Overall, I'm just so grateful for you. And I hope that, like, he sees me kind of similarly. Like, yeah. not, like, well, I'm so grateful, but, like, yeah. that that he's, like, oh, okay, it's done. But I'm happy that happened. And yeah we can respect each yeah other. but i don't think there's anything you could do and like i don't think you're even capable of crossing those boundaries to make that not the case <laughs> do you know like i don't even think you could if you tried but one thing while you were talking about people judging your emotions i think why that x episode was so triggering for so many people and you're getting to the crux of literally judgment in general the eighth deadly sin if you will is um that a lot of people feel the exact same way we do feel like like we talked about on our ex's funeral like they harbor those things about everyone i know is just a tiny insy bit hung up on their ex and when they see it in someone else and that other person is vocalizing it they're like they're, you should be ashamed you should be ashamed you should not talk about that because i'm ashamed and i don't talk about that you know yeah it's and, like and but i and then that's the thing is that i actually now that it's like three months past that, like we recorded that, we recorded that on New Year's, yeah, or New Year's Eve or something. Now that it's like we are three months past that moment, or two months and a half past yeah. that moment. I'm good at math, guys. <laughs> now that we're two months and a half past, uh, like the time that we recorded that podcast, where I remember like, and 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 then the aftermath of like feeling so much insecurity about being not over it and having put that out there and people actually judging that and telling us that like like the fact that like people were talking about me to you being like she needs therapy yeah in therapy i'm in therapy too (laughs) that's funny people who judge if you're not in therapy you're not allowed to judge anyone i'm like trust me i am on top of that but i think it's like 
I, I think I, I was so consumed by shame and feeling like, oh, this is so wrong. And I, I just wanted to be over it. I was like, please, like, just let, make me over it. Like, I'm so tired of people judging me for not being over it. I just want to be over it. Like, it's causing me so much pain to be seen this way as seeing myself as weak and like, as if like I have a problem, like there's mm-hmm. something like clinically wrong with me for like still holding on to this. Um, so long after the fact and then it's like but now it's like now it, I, I truly can say I'm over it yeah and that's so crazy because I I it's like it's not in the moments where you're like desperately like being like just get over it just get over it now you'll get over it it's like oh time happened day by day and then somehow I woke up and yeah because you committed to having new experiences it, too then yeah and it, it, it was also like one day I woke up and the day ended and then I was like wow I didn't think about him once and mm-hmm. that and that keeps happening more and more or the first person on my mind is not him like it's just like I don't I'm not dwelling on that I'm not dwelling on what happened like I'm truly like oh, okay, like, and I also sincerely, like, you know how I'm having more and more experiences where I'm talking to someone and they're talking about their ex and, like, they're, yeah. like, and they're, you, they secretly reveal at the end, like, that part of them actually thinks one day they'll get back together and get married or yeah. something like that. And you're like, wait, what? Like, you're um, like, girl, no. And, and I realized, like, oh, in my head I had that same fantasy for yeah. so long. And now I don't. Like, it's I truly long dead. don't feel like I, no part of me thinks that's going to happen or wants that to happen and I don't know it's like but the people who are like but I I think like to get to this point where now it's like even if I'm at my really my drunkest and I'm like revealing and being all vulnerable and all this I'm not going to be talking about how I miss my ex because I actually don't (laughs) and so but people who are like harbor like that decide like okay this is past the point of like I can be comfortably talking about my ex and stuff. So I'm just going to hide it. Hold it it in and reveal it when I'm drunk. And and then reveal it (laughs) uh, in like really weird moments, like moments where like, and then you're like, it's actually like, it's taking so much longer. Like, and so I'm, I'm now I'm seeing like, I'm not judging myself for having been so open about that because I think like, I do think I probably will let this go quicker than some people are let think Maybe they, they think they've let it go. Maybe they think sooner. they're over it. But they're still going to, like, I, they're still going to dwell on it Yeah. years later. <laughs> yeah, and I, I feel like we really crack the code on judgment, guys. Especially when it comes to that kind of judgment. That It's all about your own shame. <laughs> yeah, it comes from a place of, like, um, jealousy or not even jealousy. Just, like, I find... Uh, this is like a good exercise that I'm sure lots of people do, but when you're feeling really judgmental towards someone, like asking what is it about them that's triggering something in you? Like, why is this thing they're doing upsetting me so much? And sometimes it's because they are cra- crossing one of your boundaries. And sometimes it's it's because you're like, oh, um, I... I never let myself feel sad about my ex and they're letting themselves feel sad about their ex and I'm jealous because we're not supposed to do that or whatever it is. It's just like asking yourself why you're triggered like usually is is not like a fun thing to do, especially because it's so like revealing to what you're really what's really happening with you. 
And a lot of the times I don't want to have to think about, like, if I see someone who's triggering me, I hate, <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to, if I really think about this, I'm going to find out something about myself that yeah. maybe I don't want to know. Well. Don't judge people. Well. Because I won't be your friend. That's beautiful. <laughs> I'm Zoe. And I'm Esme. And we're too much. Ooh, good enough to get back to Bad enough to bail again Been too much that you can't chew But you're gonna tell your friends I, I'm too much I, I'm too much I, I'm too much <laughs> You're too much